guitar. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato, and you're listening to Underground USA. Before we get into this morning's segment of the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, guest hosted by Kyle Warren, I wanted to say a few words about Memorial Day, what it means, and how the woke segment of our society is affecting that legacy. Today is not a day for saying Happy Memorial Day. It's a day of observance. It's a day to remember the people who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we could have our freedom, so that we could go about our daily lives, even with the petty disagreements that we have politically. But one has to wonder what those who did give the ultimate sacrifice would think of our society today, and especially the way the woke element of our society is affecting the U.S. military. It can't be stated more strongly that our U.S. armed forces are adversely affected by woke policies. There's no other way to look at it. The U.S. military is meant to be the most potent and effective war machine on the planet, serving the forces for good around the world, and especially in defense of our country. But the globalists and the woke within the governmental machine, within the swamp, are degrading our military capabilities by pushing woke ideology upon them, LGBTQ+, ESG, equity, diversity, and inclusion. The U.S. military is a meritocracy, the best rise to the top, or at least that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be about making a false level to playing field so that quota boxes can be checked. Our U.S. military and those who have given the ultimate sacrifice deserve better than what is happening today. They deserve better than to be led by commanders who would call the withdrawal from Afghanistan a success. We all need to understand one thing about the woke ideology, and this is very important. It's not a left or right thing. It's not a Republican or Democrat thing. The woke movement is a fascist movement that has taken root in the very far left of the Democrat Party. If we're to survive this onslaught of stupidity, of arrogant, ignorant stupidity, then people from both the left and the right have to identify it as something that's attacking our nation as a whole, not just one political belief system. And we have to push back. Just saying that you're not going to buy Coke or not going to buy Bud Light or not going to shop at Target, that doesn't cut it. You have to take an active role in pushing back. That's a must. Otherwise, we lose. Today we honor the men and the women fallen in service to our country on Memorial Day. While you're sitting at the beach or going about your barbecues or walking in the park, Take a moment to give thanks and be reverent about those who gave all so that you can have some. 
Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Kyle Warren sitting in. We talk a little bit about the debt ceiling and government as a whole. Speaking of being part of the program this morning, we're hanging on the line right now patiently is our good friend Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. Good morning to you, sir. It is a, it's a great morning. It's Memorial Day. Well, Frank, of course, uh, we will talk a little bit about Memorial Day, but first, um, what do you think about this uh, suspension of the debt deal, of the debt ceiling that's going to go through 2025? Now the sales, the sales has to begin for the, uh, for the different constituents in the, uh, these, uh, uh, in, in Congress. What do you think about all this? Well, you know, it, it's still spending. It's still spending money that we don't have. Any raise in anything uh, contributes to the debt. So while Republicans are crowing about a uh, job well done, and we've, we're, you know, we did our best to rein in this and rein in that with the power of the purse in the House, they could have said, "No, we're not doing anything." And as a matter of fact, they could have tagged on to that a lot of things. You want money, then. A, we want every single document that the FBI was supposed to give Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. We want every single document that the intelligence apparatus was supposed to give about Hunter Biden. There should have been a whole bunch of boxes to check off for any agreement to be made. Uh, Democrats came out of the box really, really hard, saying they weren't going to compromise on anything, and framed it as if they had a say in any of this. They don't. The Republicans could have literally adjourned the House and gone home, and that would have stopped the government in its tracks. So, you know, while everybody's celebrating that Kevin McCarthy actually stood his ground and got him a few of the things that he wanted, and Biden saying it was painful to compromise, uh, I think they could have gotten a lot more, and they could have they could have literally exacted some some harsh price from the Democrats. So opportunity missed as far as I'm concerned. Well, at the very least, you know, this idea that that Biden eventually had to start negotiating with the Biden team, you know, uh, I guess being more realistic, the Biden team had to start negotiating, I think because they're hearing from their own constituents, they're seeing these polls, and they know that their position just wasn't tenable anymore. Well, the level of arrogance coming from Biden himself saying, I will negotiate nothing? What kind of a totalitarian (laughs) fascist is the guy? Right. The entire government of the United States was set up to be a prerequisite for compromise across the board. You're right about that. I'm glad you said that. To come out of the box with his sunglasses on saying, I compromise on nothing and you'll do what we say, give me what I want? No should have been the answer, and that would have that wouldn't have gotten a phone call back. Well, you know, you're right about that, and it kind of goes to this idea that you were just talking about. I mean, it's not a totalitarian state, but a lot of people start to perceive it as though there's just the president. And I'm not just going to, this is the wrong term, but it's like being a king. It's like being the supreme ruler who can just come out and say stuff without it being these co-equal branches of government. And you're right, it's not pretty. They've got to make the sausage, and this is where the founder set it up. If there was one co-equal branch, and this sounds odd to say, but 
if there was one co-equal branch that could have fudged with a little bit more power, it was the legislative branch. Because every two years, the House of Representatives is up for election. It is the, the body closest to the people. It's the one indicative of the direction the country is supposed to go in for the people. Yep. So for the executive branch to be showing that much arrogance in what they, in what they want, it's not their job. They're supposed to execute the legislation That's that right. comes out of the legislative That's branch. That's right. We're, we're going to go out to break here real quick. More with Frank Salvato right after this, folks. Stay right there. We'll be back. You're listening to the Captain's America. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. I always had to be so good, no one could ignore me. Carve my path with data and drive. But some people only see who I am on paper. The paper ceiling. The limitations from degree screens to stereotypes that are holding back over 70 million stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time for skills to speak for themselves. Find resources for breaking through barriers at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Hey, Kevin Jackson here, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Yes, that's exactly right. Thank you so much, Kevin Jackson. Folks, we are continuing through the Captain's America Third Watch radio program this morning. Going across your radio dial. Hope that everything is going well for you. And, of course, we're going to get right back to our good friend Frank Salvato here in just a few moments. Uh, but first, I want to tell you that this portion of the program uh, is being brought to you uh, by Relief Factor. All right, back to Frank Salvato. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Kyle. All right. Well, we are back. And, uh, you know, again, uh, I thought it was very interesting what you were talking about. You know, the, the, the GOP at least came up with something. And they, they had something that could be done, some kind of movement that could happen as opposed to the president's initial stance, which was under no circumstances will we ever do anything. Um, but, um, of course, the, you know, again, this, this goes to the idea that somehow the president just makes an utterance and then everybody's got to fall in line. When I talked with Captain Matt Bruce, uh, in the, in the two o'clock, uh, uh, pardon me, in the, uh, in the hour number two, the three o'clock hour, um, he asked me to be sure to ask you about this idea of, uh, of the, of the state's rights, you know, uh, being able to, uh, to do their own thing basically in the midst of having um, uh, the federal government want to sort of control everything? Well, a nullification is something that can happen, and then that's the subject of a forthcoming book that I'm finishing up right now uh, that addresses that issue, but the prerequisites that need to be in place before nullification becomes something that the states can pursue is to remove the ability for the federal government to punish the state, and that's always through the avenue of revenue. Right. So un until the, each of the states crafts legislation that alters the flow of federal tax dollars from the individual to the federal government, 
so that the states can preserve their ability to cover programs for their citizens, nullification becomes a little harder. That said, the president exists. You know, we have states that have declared that they are sanctuary states. They've passed legislation that make them sanctuary states. For example, you've got New York, Illinois, California. Uh, there's 11 states in total that have sanctuary status where immigration is concerned, where the state's law, law enforcement does not cooperate with the federal government where immigra- immigration violations are concerned. That is an ipso facto nullification of immigra- federal immigration law. So the president exists. The, the federal government is tolerating this nullification. They haven't gone to court to try and overturn it, bringing it up to the Supreme Court to, to finally have that argument about nullification. Uh, so it's a thing. But states like Florida and Texas that would uh, experience intense retribution for any nullification of federal law, especially where spending is concerned, uh, they have to protect themselves first. It is doable when you read the 16th Amendment, you know, for income tax. It doesn't say that each individual has to remit directly to the federal government. That's all been done through the regulatory process. So states can craft something where they, I don't know, channel the revenue through the state capitals to remit in bulk. They could also start a movement to try and flip how our tax how our taxes are done through the uh, through the amendment process to to turn income tax into a consumption tax. But that's a, a larger fight because the powers that be in Washington, whether they be Republican or Democrat, don't want you jacking with their ability to carve out stuff for their <laughs> political benefactors and cronies. Right. So. You, Yes, nullification is something to consider, but you have to be very careful at this point how you employ it. I'm glad you're talking about this as well, because this goes to the notion that many people... Especially many young people, I think, have this notion that that everything about our country is just about the federal government. It's just about uh, whatever's happening in Washington, and that they've almost been probably given the impression that if you talk about the idea of states' rights or states doing their own thing on this, that, or the other thing, that that somehow you know it's old time, it's it's you know it's backward, it's it's not it's not the way of the future. Um, but especially, I'll just say this real briefly, Hillary Clinton the other day once again took uh, the opportunity to bash the idea of the antiquated uh, electoral college system, which was an anachronism, she said. And she's on about, and she makes it sound so good, right? Oh, it's one person, one vote. Well, sure it is, but the founders set up uh, the electoral college just so that we wouldn't have a runaway federal government, which is exactly what Hillary Clinton wants. Right. We, we weren't set up to be a centralized government. It was supposed to be a, a loose confederation of, of states, 50 separate states, 50 separate constitutions, and the federal government was supposed to fill in the cracks. They were supposed to, to facilitate for the 50 states, 13 back then, the common defense, and to deal with uh, diplomacy overseas, and to settle disputes between the states as far as trade was concerned. That's why they call the the Constitution a limitation document when it comes to the federal government. There are enumerated rights for the federal government. It's it's finite. 
the, the ninth and tenth amendment thoroughly reserve everything else but the enumerated powers to the people and the states. The tenth amendment says point blank anything that would, that is not specifically enumerated in the constitution is reserved for the states. So, you know, with the advent of Woodrow Wilson's idea that we could just ignore the Tenth Amendment and, hey, and we're going to start clawing power away from the states and the, the, the horrible decision in the, in the, in the, in the Supreme Court decision on the Commerce Clause, which expanded power, um, you know, we lost the country that our framers gave to us. We don't operate under that system anymore. So getting back to something where states are empowered, that's actually getting back to the actual system of government our country was supposed to be. It's not antiquated. This move to a centralized government is the radical thing. Right, it's you're right. The, it's yes. not the thing that's codified in the Constitution. So Hillary Clinton, you know, she, she's been spewing falsehoods ever since it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we got about one minute left, Frank, and in that time, um, what are your thoughts, of course, on, on Memorial Day? I mean, it, this is a very solemn day for Americans. Yeah, and it is. A, that's the correct word, too. It's solemn. I hear people saying Happy Memorial Day. That's, that's almost kind of inappropriate. Uh, this is a day for reflection. Uh, the, you know, veterans have Veterans Day. This is not for veterans. You, know, you don't get to be a veteran if we're honoring you on Memorial Day because you never made it home. Right. So the, the freedom that we enjoy, this is the most important day because the people who we do celebrate today are the ones who gave the, the final measure. Um, and then, you know, America is free because of the sacrifices that they've made. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. I'm hearing the music start to come up, Frank, and uh, uh, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, we we only exist, you know, we have our freedom in a, to be able to have even programs like this because of their sacrifice. It really is that simple. Absolutely. Well, Frank. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely right. Frank Solvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Thank you very much, sir. We will talk to you next time later this week. Take care. Stay well, my friend. Thank you, Frank. All right, Frank Solvato, UndergroundUSA.com. We're back right after this. Kyle warning for the captain. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you, and go on over to undergroundusa.com, sign up for the Substack, where independent journalism coming straight to you, no censorship, very important going into 2024. Today we honor the men and the women fallen in service to our country on Memorial Day. While you're sitting at the beach, or going about your barbecues, or walking in the park, take a moment to give thanks and be reverent about those who gave all so that you can have some. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be back after this.
This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.